everybody. Welcome to Spiritual Business Spotlight. Today, I'm going to be talking to Simon Clark, and he is a Reiki master, a Usui Reiki master. Let me get that right. And he's the founder of Sai Reiki. So hi, Simon. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing really well. So I hope I pronounced everything right. It's Sai Reiki or, or C Reiki? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. And this is like, you have two books out, is that right? I do. I've got two books out. The first book is called Sai Reiki New Journey. And it's basically like a restart or a guide to help you prepare for life with Reiki. So if you've just started learning your sui or you're just thinking about going on the journey or you want to deepen your connection with the Reiki, then that's what the first book's all about. So it's about little ways you can do to align yourself to the energy a little bit better, like things with your lifestyle and your diet choices, with your prayers, with your principal work, um, and kind of looking into the system of Sarake a little bit in the book as well, but it's kind of like a little warm-up guide, um, which... It's, it's all. It's been a, quite a journey to release it. Uh, I, I really have felt the difference um, since implementing these styles within my practice for myself. Oh wow! Okay, so but you've been into Reiki for a really long time. You started in two thousand or nineteen ninety nine. Is that correct? Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I was just eighteen years old, and I've always had this affinity with energy. Um, I wanted to get to do as as much as energy work as I possibly could. So I learned it as early as possible. Um, a lot of times people are put off from learning Reiki too young because they said that you need to mature enough for it, but I was just ready for it at the time. Um, basically, I was born as a, a channel, so I could all, already give energy and pick up on energies before being attuned to the Reiki. Um, I was doing hand positions with somebody before I was guided to do them. And they said, how long have you done Reiki for? Um, I said, what's Reiki? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, but that's when I started the Reiki. See, it's different if you're a channel and you're a Reiki. It's two different sources. It's two different ways of doing it. With the Reiki, it's a universal source of energy. So mm-hmm. you don't deplete yourself. You work from an unlimited source of energy from the creator, from the universe, from God. Depends how you look at it. It's all like in translation. The, the energy is abundant and you can't drain yourself or hurt yourself and anything like that. Whereas being a child, you can do that. So with me, it's always been a journey of trying to stretch the way that I do things as much as I can. And that's one of the reasons that got me into developing the Sireki system. I wanted to try and incorporate more techniques than what traditional Reiki did in a way that was very central to how the Reiki works to make it two things work better than together or three things working better together, but all, all, all was one unit. Right. So with the uh, Sireiki Becoming, which I've just released, uh, basically it's a manual for how to actually learn the first level of Sireiki. Now, I'm releasing this just as a general guide. It's not just people who want to learn, but also people who want some tips on how to use advanced Reiki techniques. Okay. So for me, the the Sai Reiki is a changeable therapy. It changes based on the qualifications of the practitioner and the desires of the client. Okay. 
So the first level is all about what I know. Mm -hmm. I don't put myself out there as knowing so much, so much that there's someone out there who can't help me to grow in my journey and learn techniques from them. We're all learning this together, but I'm just starting this process off. So the first level is aromatherapy, massage, crystals, prayer, affirmations, meditations, um, just different techniques, slightly varying from the usual system. But it's how I was guided and how I was taught and how I was inspired to do it. It's all kind of a combination of all those things together. And it sounds really accessible as far as like helping people who have an affinity like yourself or like myself too, really open up the channels within them so that when they go into their attunement, then they have, you know, not only that capability, you know, when, when you get your first attunement, it's just like, you know, it just like expands everything. But this is kind of a system that allows you to integrate that energy a little bit more gently, shall we say, than if you were to go into it kind of rough and rugged and and just like, here I am, give me my Reiki. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is from a, a really good amount of experience that you've had with integrating the Reiki practices within your own life. Yeah, it has. Uh, I've gone through a journey where I've used techniques on myself. Um, kind of my gifts kind of overlapped because I was picking up on angels, guides, ancestors um, on a regular basis. And it was kind of overwhelming at the time that I was getting guidance. I was being, being good for all sorts of experiences that was quite incredible, really. Um, but I was just taught at that point to think and to work on how I could stretch the system based on how I wanted to use it myself and how I could think other people could grow the system on. So basically, it's kind of come from a long journey of healing myself and from healing others. And from learning about development and awakening, as, as cheesy a word as it is, um, but basically it's been a quite a bumpy road, but from it I've learned a lot. Um, I've learned a lot of compassion. I've learned a lot of um, patience and understanding. And it's really helped me on my journey to try and bring up that compassionate side of the healing because it doesn't matter what type of Reiki you're using. The strength of the Reiki is always fueled by your compassion and your intent to heal. So if you do not work on principles of making yourself a better person, more empathetic, more caring, more understanding, you're never going to be the best healer. You're never going to be able to put out that intent so strong that the healing comes through stronger and faster and more deeper and more connected. And that's why in part of the Psyreiki, it's not just about, oh, here's some healing techniques, let's see how you use them. It's about personal development. So within this personal development, I thought about Yusui. He was a great man. He wanted to bring about all the benefits of religion without religion. Mm -hmm. He wanted to bring about the principles in a way that would teach people ethics, uh, understanding, and being mindful and being present. So I wanted to take it a step further and do Sairic principles. 
So they're very similar to these series, but it's just how I was guided to use them. And with these principles, what I've done is exercises for your development. Okay. So let's say for today, uh, just for today, spread happiness. Or just for this moment, spread happiness. Because, <clears throat> sorry, I'm backtracking. Um, with Syriki, you say just for this moment, because originally you always said just for today, do your best. Mm-hmm. And I say, you've got <laughs> no moment to do it in that second. Right. Make a mistake. But if you continue to make a mistake, if you continue to go down a path for destruction or go down a path that's not doing really good, that's different. It, it can't wait till tomorrow. But just for this moment means you can be your best person this moment, even if you slip up for a second. Reevaluate right. yourself. Be centered in how you, you actually are responding to your environment and be like, that's not the best course of reaction I'm going to have. I'm going to actually come from a calm, more loving place, more understanding. With the Sariki principles, basically I've done a meditation, an affirmation, and basically an action. And this is to try and work on one component, like being more loving, being more honest, being more contributing to the earth. It's all based on working on aspects of yourself as a person for spiritual practice. But if you work on these, it helps your healing practice and it helps you heal your life in a more deeper way. But I'm not saying that I'm the be-all end-all when it comes to spiritual practice because I'm not, but I'm giving you my two cents when it comes to um, how to effectively incorporate spiritual practice with Reiki in a way that's kind of aligned to what the Reiki wants and that's why we started out with Reiki New Journey with the vegan journey um, because I believe every every healer um, should try and limit what damage they cause onto the earth. Right. Uh, and in the Reiki New Journey, it talks about, well, if you can't be vegan, you can go some way towards being vegan or you can substitute some of your products and try and harm the earth a bit less and recycle more and use less energy and you know it's, it's about doing your bit because even if even if a, a mass number of people who weren't currently changing how they thought about their diet and the lifestyle at the moment did 50 percent that equates to a massive difference right exactly well since we started talking i've stopped i've started eating less meat because it, it makes sense it just totally makes sense like to limit the amount of damage that you do to the earth or to try within yourself to live the principles of, compa- of compassion, of mm-hmm. harmonious living, of, you know, being a light in and of yourself. So, I mean, even in that, it was just like, you know, at first a lot of people kind of fight against it, especially when you're in Europe. <laughs> I don't know if it's, you know, I, I don't know if I'm, um, uh, what's the word? not being prejudiced, but, but it seems like in Europe, there's like, Oh, it's just got a little meat in it. It's vegetarian. Totally. You know? (laughs) So, um, and in the U S it seems like, you know, even though there are the practices that are very damaging to the earth, there's also this like, um, grassroots, you know, my damage, my footprint, what I can control. And that's kind of what you're talking about here, what I can control, what I can control in my energy, what I can control in my output. 
from this moment. And I really love the fact that you're saying, you know what, I'm not the end all be all of this, but I'm giving you my perspective because that's what we all need. I think that all of this energy work has been kind of forced into the shadows for a really long time and nobody was able to talk about it. But bringing out these things like you're doing is really, really good for the community. Well, I've, um, <clears throat> I put all our love into my books and I'm trying to get it out there, but it's, there's a very fine line between trying to come across there as someone who's pushing a system and saying, look, this is what I'm offering. Then to being a guy who's like, look, I know everything. Look at me, you know? So it's, it's a very fine balance because I'm going to, the way I've designed it is I'm going to have uh, students who completely change the system based on their expertise. And that comes into the later levels, which I'm still designing yet because it, it depends on the person. So it's kind of, you can't really make a template as such. Let's say someone, for instance, uh, does hypnotherapy. Mm. There's ways to incorporate hypnotherapy within a Reiki system. Right. And there's been, there has been practitioners out there that have married the two together. But the way that Reiki works is it's not like just let's try one technique. It's what techniques can we use? What's going to work for the client? Because I love bringing the angels energy in. Um, within Reiki, what you do is you, you put the Reiki symbols into the angels. So they're working with you on your, your level. Uh, right. so you can feel them more because it's like, it's like a little team there working with you. Um, they, and they like the interaction. It's because a lot of people think of angels as just, they're going to give the healing, they're going to do all the work. But if you put the intent to boost what they're doing, and to strengthen what they're doing and to affirm that it's going to happen and, and you, you put your mind into it, your consciousness, your intent, then they can work with you on a really close level. And it's the same with the Reiki in general. If you align yourself to the intent of the Reiki, it will always be stronger. Right, right. And I really love the fact too that, you know, this is all bringing it into alignment with what you, what you're capable of, what your beliefs are, what you use as your modality, and then adding Reiki into the mix and then combining everything. That's wonderful <laughs> because it makes it more accessible. Yeah. I mean, I wanted, I know from my journey here, um, I used to work as a general holistic therapist. Okay. Uh, and then they had the recession, and there wasn't the same demand after that, after the recession. Um, so I tend to just stick on to just my core Reiki. And now I'm bringing it all back out again now as well, because there's times where you can use, a, let's say, an aromatherapy oil that's been designed for that patient. It's been blessed with a prayer. It's been charged with Reiki. It has the intent of working to the intent that it's designed to do. You apply the oil very quickly, but that's working while you're doing the Reiki. You can do massage movements in a slow way where you still have a flow of energy. So you mix, you have a mixture of slow massage that doesn't cause the pain response of the energy flows. The aromatherapy is working at the same time. You do trigger work. You do stop your hands and do hand positions to just do pure Reiki. But you combine all the effects together with, let's say, for instance, some dietary advice and some counseling. Mm -hmm. And 
really attack it from all angles. Right, right. Now, this, though, and, and I just want to, because for me, living in Austria, they're very strict about what you can and can't do. So, and even in America, like, um, there are some states in America where, you, where Reiki, because it is, um, you don't do muscle um, manipulation, mm. um, then it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be a licensed massage practitioner in order to do that. So I think that it's really, and I'm just saying this as a caveat to add on to this, but people... Oh, really definitely, definitely. I mean, um, with the, within the Reiki system of Sai Reiki, it's all based on what you learn from me is your base. Okay, okay. Um, so so you have to go on and do additional studies. Okay, yeah. that's. I think that's important to note just, you know. Because we don't want to get anybody in trouble saying, "Yeah, go full into massage," and you know, if you're, if you're, <laughs> yeah, it's about using what you can use for heaven and earth to help that patient. So, if if you can use a few extra techniques working along the core reiki, and even those techniques are used in such a way that it combines it with the reiki, then it just has a, I find, it has a very beautiful effect. Right. Yeah. Now, do you have any stories of anything really interesting that happened or, or even to yourself, like as you were opening up to Reiki or with any of your clients? So many, <laughs> uh, so many. Um, I've had times where well, there's one time when I was just learning the aromatherapy and I got a bottle of rose. Absolutely. And it was a really expensive bottle. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I was just smelling it, and I was laying on the floor. And I didn't notice the lid was loose, and I smelt it, and it poured all over my face. Oh no! Yeah, and obviously, if you have essential oil in excessive doses, it usually does the opposite of what it's supposed to do. And rose is like anti-scarring, uh, anti-inflammatory, calmative. So if you have too much dose of essential oil, it has the opposite effect. So it was burning on my skin. Oh, no. Um, so what I did is I quickly washed it off with a little bit of soap and water. And then I just laid there on the floor doing Reiki for about 20 minutes. And I was praying at the same time. And I'm saying, please don't scar, please don't scar, please don't scar. And I was doing the Reiki. And I looked and I was fine afterwards. But... If, if I wasn't doing Reiki on it, then it probably would have scarred up quite a bit and I would have been quite upset on myself for making that silly mistake. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can Yeah. yeah. But um, it's always handy to have, uh, if you're working with essential oils, just to have a little safety box just in case, like an eye wash, some pure carrier oil just for diluting it down if you do pour on yourself by mistake. So it's good. And that's one with the books that I've written. I've kind of looked on the basis of here's your core safety. You're going to learn more from other people and you need to get certified, but here's your basics to work from. Oh, that's great. So it's not just a case of, it's a case of like starting your journey and thinking, I'm actually encouraged to learn about that. And I know, I know now how I can work that within the Reiki system. And then you go off and do a little bit of training and incorporate it. But you can do it in stages because you could do a qualification in anatomy, which doesn't take very long at all. 
uh, and you can do a qualification in basic massage. And then you can buy a pre-made aromatherapy kit. So you don't have to have aromatherapy um, certification. And then later on, you can learn your aromatherapy, later on, more remedial techniques. Uh, it depends state to state with the crystals and all around the world because from here in England, if your Reiki master taught you how to use crystals, then you don't need to have a separate qualification in crystal therapy. Oh, okay. Um, but my, I had two Reiki masters, and one taught me how to use it with crystals, and one didn't. And so I've kind of used tools within the crystals, and my wife, she does crystal therapy as well and has a massive collection. Um, uh, so basically, I like using the crystals alongside the, tr- the treatments as well, even though some people will use them in a big way. I tend to think of them as an additional resource. Right, right. Yeah, I think, um, like you said, it's bringing in what the client needs. It is, yeah. I mean, one thing you can do is if you bring in aromatherapy and crystals, then you can bring in good home care because the client can choose crystals to use at home. You can make excess of your blend for them to carry at home. You can make a bath base with their chosen essential oil blend that they can use in the bath. So they can take the therapies home with them right. uh, and keep it going. But it's, you can use all sorts of techniques together. And one technique that I've kind of thought about within the system is just something simple. If, if someone has a rake session that day, ask them if they want to have 15-minute sessions just as they fall asleep. Uh, send to them just as they fall asleep, just to kind of like help them soothe into a good night's sleep again and help them digest a little bit or set up a grid for a set purpose for them instead. Or there's all sorts of ways you can kind of continue the aftercare as well if you think if you're using different techniques. Right. Oh, that's a really, really good idea, especially for people who are, are practitioners. So, yeah, these little add on bonus. Um, offers do you feel like it's um like hard for some people to integrate the the energy into them do you feel like some people like block themselves from being able to fully um or do you feel like like things need to disintegrate and then sometimes you just need to add add more medicine to the you know well i think it's a very intuitive process Mm -hmm. When I'm doing a session with someone, I always start out with the basics, mm-hmm. just the Reiki. But I will find out about all the techniques that you're interested in and then slowly add as, as it goes, as it's needed. Um, but the energy always integrates perfectly. I mean, I've only found very few rare cases where patients have not accepted the energy. Right. Um, but that's maybe a handful out of thousands of people. Um, but it's a lot of the times people are at least open enough to want to experience it, and then they start to feel the sensation of the energy, and that welcomes it up and opens them up for more. Mm. But that's a good thing why you can incorporate a massage because uh, some people will be more closed off at first and be more difficult to relax, harder to accept. But if you incorporate a little bit of massage with a little steady flow of energy going through, then they're going to be more open up to receiving more of the energy process. 
Right. And it could be because they're accepting that massage is doing something, quote unquote, and they're not so much accepting that the energy is actually working too in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, the way I used to do it when I worked on the cruise ships, uh, doing working as a Steiner, uh, I used to give people their standard Steiner session of treatment. And then for the last 10 minutes of the session, I would work on one area of the body that I wouldn't be able to manipulate properly through massage because it wouldn't be safe. Like, for instance, on the spine or an organ or something or one particular chakra. And they'll be like, why is your hands getting so hot, Simon? What's that for sensation? Why is it so warm around that area? And they they just accept it because as soon as they feel it, they know that it's good. They know that they accept it. And... And and then I would say to them, that was five minutes of Reiki because I wanted to work on your pain levels because I did as much as I could through the massage. And then they were coming for a Reiki session after that. Um, and, but until people feel the sensation of the energy working with them and integrating within them, they wouldn't really think of it as something so experienceable. Right, right, true. And sometimes too, it... it causes changes in a person's life it causes shifts in their life which might not necessarily be physical shifts but they're energetic shifts that lead a person to a better outcome or a better path even yeah definitely i mean a rig session affects your whole vibration and it can have a big effect on your whole day and your whole week and definitely i mean i've not the difference between it's like almost like a silent with coffee silent without coffee <laughs> right. Stop Simon of Reiki for a couple of weeks. He's going to be grumpy, and but you give give Simon Reiki every day. He's going to feel on top form. <laughs> right, right, and that's one of the things I've been talking to a couple of other Reiki people about as well is really understanding that Reiki sometimes isn't a one session fix. Like I think a lot of people come in and they see the videos on YouTube or whatever where they're you know like. Um, I know there's the one where the the like four Asian uh, healers are working on a tumor and they're videotaping it and the tumor is shrinking on the videotape or whatever. But a lot of times Reiki is a much more gentle um, process, but it's just like my friend said, it's just like a shower. You don't only take one shower and expect to be clean for the rest of your life. No, you don't. You don't, and everything along the path that's happened to make your body and mind and soul out of balance takes time. So it takes time to reverse it. Um, It's surprising what you can achieve in a short session of Reiki, but I always always kind of base it on how different do you feel now? Or it's like sometimes people will, will come with a pain and the session will come then the pain will go during the session. And I'll be like, how do you feel now? Like, oh, I feel okay. And and you ask them if I have any pain. I'm like, oh, yeah, look, that pain's gone. Right. So, but it just depends on on the, everyone's individual. We all we all have different techniques, and that's why different techniques that we respond to better. But I find once people are warmed up and felt the Reiki energy, that even if they, 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 they want to combine with something more physical, we'll always turn to it. Right, right. Now, do you feel, though, and I mean, from what I'm, I'm 
getting about your books and your journey is really kind of pulling this into a more um, acceptable experience. And I don't want to say acceptable as in like, so that people say, oh, okay, I've been feeling this or I do this or, and then saying, oh, okay, well, you can combine that with your Reiki practice and make it just a little bit more complete. Or this is like a precursor to like, you can do this for like three months or, or actually you're running energy anyways. Oh, and kind of pointing out how, how these practices like meditation or like visualization are actually kind of a, a way that we're naturally using energy without mm-hmm. yet being attuned. Right. There is, there's, there's so many ways to work with energy without being attuned to a set standard of system. Um, and the thing about the Reiki is it will interact with all those other things. Mm-hmm. And that's why it is good to do a Reiki meditation. And there's different forms of Reiki meditation, but um, any way that you can get the intent and the journey and the deep relaxation and the guidance and the energy, it's just going to work along with the meditation even stronger. Right, right, definitely. So uh, the, all of these things kind of strengthen the outcome or lead to a better do. We do. Uh, some, sometimes, though, if I'm doing a Syriki session, the, um, it could be quite similar to what the what the sewage system is for that person because of what techniques are used and how I'm particularly doing it. But there is a few different differences for when you're doing a, um, a Sariki session, the way that I do it. Um, and that is you are communicating with the client the entire time, but ah. through the energy. Okay. So you were sending that you're talking to them on their subconscious. Okay. So when I'm doing a session, it's a combination of I'm praying for them or I'm reassuring them or I'm countering things that are going on with them as well. Right. So there's a lot of that behind the scenes stuff that happens. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's all set with intent, you see. Um, if you have the intent of sending a signal to them for them to recognize that it's okay to hurt, but now is the time to let go of it, mm-hmm. it's okay to let go of this past pain that they're loved, that they're safe. That energy comes through to them through the energy, and the subconscious just soaks it up. And I've, I've tested this before in the past. I've done it with people, and I've said to them, "When you wake up, I want I want you to do something. I want you to think about doing something that you really enjoy." And they get up off the bed and they go, "I'm going shopping." Why did I say that? <laughs> right. But the thing is, is, is pretty much everyone who does Reiki does actually does this technique, but we're not always mindful about it. Because the energy acts as an extra uh, portal for any for energy. Mm-hmm. So if you are sending someone love and reinsurance, they will feel it, they will sense it, and they will recognize it. And then there's the other stage of when you do a meditation or something and you speak it aloud. Right. So there's a lot of communication going on during the session as such. Um, but 
it depends on the person because sometimes you could do a meditation with someone and just simply you are pushing your your thought pattern with the energy in a way that is guiding them through the meditation without saying anything. Right. So it pulls energy there and you kind of communication on that level. Because some people wouldn't want to be disturbed and think, oh, I don't want to listen to your voice drawn on about um, the sun is shining or whatever. <laughs> um, I, I just I just want to go there and, exp- and, and let my spirit just be free. Right. Um, but I think the, if you use daily practice of meditation is very useful. But I think there's so many gifts out there, and that's why I've kind of brought the system together just to think of what else could I use and, and what is else is going to benefit this person so we can do as much as we can for them. Right. Well, I really feel like we're on like the cutting edge right now of – exploring the potential of using energy work and using alternative methods of helping people. And I think that they've, they've really kind of left this to the wayside. Definitely. definitely. I mean, there there is so much primal, primal research now that's out there that you can actually apply to Reiki or things that are actually exact to Reiki. Sorry, I can't uh, quote a couple of journals off the top of my head. Um, but um, I know, for instance, the studies with all the food produce and water produce that was shown intent of vibration through sound or spoken word or music. Mm-hmm. It was a particularly good journal um, set of research from the East that basically showed that a vibration will always affect the environment of life. Right. Now, it doesn't matter if you're saying something, I love you, I love you, I love you, or you're playing a music that touches the heart and invokes love, or you're sending a vibration of energy that is from source of love. The intent, the effect on the water and the actual um, environment of of whatever's going on, and we are 90% water, will be affected greatly. Uh, Bacteria growth, um, the way that the water is purified, everything about it. And the same with food, because they tested it and said, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. And with the rice particles and the water particles, they were disgusting, they were moldy, mm-hmm. they, they were grotesque, and they hated themselves, they caved in on themselves. The ones that were told they were loved, that they were supported, were beautiful, they were preserved. Um, so that's one way we I think about with vibration when it comes to Reiki because you've got the you've got the vibration of the music you have in the background, you have the vibration of the energy, you have the vibration of your force and intent, you have the vibration of the angelic realm. You use it's all about vibrational medicine. Right. Well and I mean there's when you're talking about wavelengths and everything, radiation is just a wavelength as well. It's just like a scientifically measurable wavelength. And that's, you know, kind of the same thing that you're doing with music and that, you know, and they're doing all these studies like fetal exposure to Mozart helps the brain to grow. And, and so it's really interesting to see how this intention also becomes a vibration. It is, yeah, it is. It's um, 
I think it, I think it's all beautifully connected. Um, there's there's a lot of wonder in how it all does connect. I think, and that's just it all just kind of it comes with within the reiki and all kind of meets with the reiki as well. So it just gets you thinking. Yeah, yeah, and it's also like you said, it's combining everything for the best and highest outcome of the session of each session. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you were to give somebody like three pieces, like what would you say the three most important things for um, first a Reiki practitioner and then somebody who's coming for a Reiki session to understand? Well, for the Reiki practitioner, um, the most important thing is empathy. Okay. Um, it, you can give off a strong amount of energy healing from level one. You see, you can give off a, dip, um, a smaller amount of energy when you're a master if your energy is not looking after yourself. So, my guess, my advice would be is work on empathy, which is your principal work. Mm-hmm. Work on your self healing because you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. And educate yourself. Um, if you're creating as less harm as you can and there's less death in your system, then you're going to have a high vibration to send out a pure intent of love, um, which is going to amplify the energy. So that's my free advice for a, for, um, a Reiki practitioner. Okay. It's, it's just kind of like a, a setting the intent of you are a healer. You, you will kind of abide by what a healer intends in, in what that being a healer um, is made up of. As far as the person receiving, they have they they have to be open to receive. That's the main thing. It doesn't matter if you're skeptical. Sometimes being skeptical can even make a session work better. It's strange, mm-hmm. but you have to have that background in the mind, thinking if I feel this, if I experience it, I will be open to it. I'm not going to let it bounce off me because the reiki is gentle. It's strong, but it's gentle and it respects your boundaries. So if you don't want it in any way, balance straight off you, nothing happens, you don't absorb anything, and you just think that's the biggest waste of time I've ever had in my life. And I've only had two or three people in all the people I've done sessions with that's happened with, but unfortunately there's nothing you can do. You can encourage people to accept their Reiki energy, but if they just want on that level that primal and subconscious level accept it so the best thing to do is to say to yourself I am worthy of love I accept love that's a nice thing that, that kind of sets the intent um, another thing is if, you, if you're uh, receiving Reiki don't be shy with the person who's receiving it um, you can put your own music on that you feel comfortable with and it's not just a case of the little things kind of make the difference to set the intent. It's like um, a lot of times I actually find people respond to Reiki better at a distance. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they're in their own home, they're in their own environment, and you're kind of entering into that, but they still have the privacy. They've got their own music on, they're in their own comfortable bed, they've got their familiar sounds, the familiar smells, the home. So that kind of brings that level of, I'm going to accept. 
Right. So some people will work better at a distance than what they will do in person. Some people will prefer in person. And with the CIRIC, the in-person and distance sessions are very different, but they both work just as good. Right, right. But, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Now, even when I'm working distance, like I have my proxy and I use crystals and oils, even if they're not in the same room as me, because the intent is for that energy of that that uh, modality to enter into the to the session as well. Yeah. So, but I like that too. You know, some people are just much. You know, when Reiki happens, it can release a lot of stuff for a person and so having to travel by public transportation afterwards or not feeling fully comfortable in in or mobile because a lot of people don't have that same mobility as another person to be able to climb on a reiki table or you know a massage table and so being being able to give distance reiki is a blessing for them it is, yeah. For some people, it works better, and you can even do it. Some people actually like to have Reiki at set times that would be normally inconvenient, but you can set the energy to cover at a certain time. Um, so some people like it just before they go to bed, so they have crazy dreams. They want to have that kind of experience of feeling the energy while they're sleeping, but... Um, Interesting people, those ones are really adventurous. Yeah. <laughs> um, personally, me, I, I just like to take any moment I can to just do 20 minutes of Reiki. I, I try not to let a day go by when I'm not doing a little bit on myself. Um, one thing that I've done with the Sariaki Becoming is I've taught extra techniques to help you if you're a sensitive. Ah, uh, that's good. Yeah. Um, now, Reiki will always protect you. Um, Reiki always makes sure that the highest good is done. But if you're sensitive, then sometimes you need extra dampening. Right. Extra intent of what you're doing with your own energy, just to make sure that you and the client both have the best possible journey. Right. So I've done different techniques. Um, one main grounding and program technique. It's not, I used to call it protection, but I changed your mind and it's not protection. It's enhancing your energy field. It's setting your intent with it. Um, basically, if you're the kind of person where you will get anxious in crowds or you pick up on other people's stress, this is the kind of things that comes useful to do once a day. Um, but with that, what I used to do is when I was on the tram, I would do a set circuit of energy in a certain way. And then I would program the energy to act as a barrier and send healing energy throughout the day to block out any negative energy and to try and bring them up brown such high vibration as I could especially when you're around lower vibrational energies. And if you're sensitive, obviously, you tend to pick up a bit more dreams. So I've taught people how to just program, program themselves just to 
filter out a little bit and to feel more grounded, to feel more prepared so that if they are particularly sensitive, they will have a smoother journey. Some people do Reiki are less sensitive than others and they don't have the additional gifts that some people do. Uh, everyone's individual, but some people will just feel the energy and that's it, whereas others will feel the energy and they have to honor the fact that they pick up on a pain area or emotional response or something, a little bit more empathetic response. So that's why I've kind of done the techniques just to bring in a bit more protection, but it's not protection as such, it's just, it's setting the intent of boundaries, 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 yeah, that's right. Right. Um, but there's lots of little tips and different ways of doing things that kind of go into that mindset, but like I say, um, when it comes to Sairaiki, uh, everyone is equal. Everyone learns from everyone. I just bring the first level of what I know. Right. Um, what I want to do is develop it in such a way that there is so many different styles of Sairaiki that people can go for the individual uh, therapist based on their expertise. Oh, that's nice. Um, so for me with the first level, it was all about prayer, meditation, uh, aromatherapy, a reflexology and massage. So one way that I like to finish a session is a little, just a foot massage with reflexology and energy with aromatherapy at the end as part of the grounding. Mm. So sometimes the additional techniques might only take 15, 20 minutes of the session, but they add a little different touch. Right. And I think when you've got the effects of aromatherapy, it's a blessing because you are triggered into healing, not just for there then that moment, but the healing response carries on. And that works with the Reiki because some people think that when you come off the couch, you're healed, the energy is absorbed, you're done. That's not true. The energies are working, they're moving around, they're doing things, they're just dancing around and it's going to carry on all day and you're going to notice differences in range level, differences in your mood and all sorts. So if you've got something with you, like let's say for instance a crystal to set your intention for that day, you have aromatherapy oil in your system, you have a little bottle you can smell as well, then that kind of reinforces what the Reiki's doing at the same time. But when you bless an aromatherapy oil with Reiki, then you're using it as a gift and you're giving thanks for it as a gift from source. So it's different. It's more like almost shamanic, but it's not. You understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, totally. Because you're you're setting a, a different intention for it. It's not like here, here's your oil. It's yeah. this blessed oil that's actually supporting that I've sat with. Yeah. Put this intention into that it helps you to carry on to the next level. And it's, it's sometimes also a reminder to the client when they take out this oil, instead of like to give them a ritual to really ground them within themselves, because a lot of times we're just going through the motions. 
these days. Here's my oil. Simon said to, you know, put this oil on my third eye and on my heart chakra. Okay, there, it's done. So if you take it into like more of a, a, you start the ritual within yourself by making that space and by blessing that oil. And then you pass it on to them with a ritual designed to support their own energetic journey and transformation. It's a totally different thing. It is. It's something different. Um, it's the same with the crystals. Crystal Reiki is nothing new. Um, but if you, some people forget to cleanse the crystals or they don't have the basic knowledge, they don't have to look after them properly. So I put in a chapter the basics. Like, what crystals do you need? How do you look after them? What are they going to do? Basic. Oh, and obviously, think of the safety, because it's the same with aromatherapy. It's just a case of what do you need to know to make sure that when you're discovering for yourself, not for clients, but for yourself, how to do this, how do you stay safe? Right. It's like with crystals, it's not too hard. But you could pick up a toxic crystal and keep it on your and look, Look there, all nice with it on your third eye for half an hour. And then you take it off and you realize, oh, that's not good. And they have a big rash, it's poisoning. So you have to make sure that you're not getting a hold of anything toxic. Right. Well, but, oils have, you know, different um, people, like a clary sage, for example, can, can disrupt pregnancies. Exactly. You have to go through the basic safety, and I'll put that in the book um, just as an extra reference, people, really, when they're on the journey. So it's kind of like enough information to start them off and say, I would like to get certified in aromatherapy so I can use it together with the Reiki. So, um, but the, with the crystals, it's enough by itself with what I've taught with England standards. If in different countries have different respects, they have different requirements when it comes to the corners of crystal healer. But usually, where it's concerned, if your master has taught you, um, then you're using Reiki, but crystals within Reiki. So you're not a crystal healer, but you are using the crystals in a way. And when you use the crystals in alignment with the Reiki energy, you can get a lot done. Um, definitely. I mean, I, I don't use it on a massive scale. But I think they are a very useful tool. I always use crystals in my Reiki room. I do a pyramid of light. Um, I need to do more grids. I need to extend my um, my little my grid crystals and just do some more grids on a daily basis because that's something that you can really set your intent quite quickly and have it working in the background for you. Um, but sometimes you can use crystals in hand placement in body placements as well but and then use for instance one at the top one on the bottom for helping the energy to come full circle but other times you won't you won't use the crystals and but they might the client might want to take a crystal home just to help on the journey so it just comes in in and out of it really but the core thing with with the Syriac is the it stays true to what Mr. Yusui wanted to do as far as I see it, I mean, I might, some people might say, oh, no, you've sped off the track a little bit, but I wanted to keep it with my vision, but also 
respecting him. Right. Because I've got a lot of respect for the original Usui system and a lot of respect for the other different forms of Reiki out there. I think they're all valued and beautiful. Um, but I wanted to bring on my system and say, well, this is what I'm offering. If you want to learn with me, then let's go on an adventure. Right. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And it is, even Yusui stumbled across it himself. You know, it was a latent, you know, kind of, um, what's the word, Uh, epiphany that he had. And so it just really, to me, it makes sense to make it a journey and to integrate other things and to play with it and explore it to its full capacity, you know, honor, honor the roots of it, honor the tradition of it, but also don't just say, oh, I have this thing and I I need to use it exactly this way. Because then when you start putting all these other elements and aspects into it, it just increases the power of it. It does. It does. Um, and it's all about intent, end of the day, because you're intending to use a tool, you're intending to use a thought, you're intending to use a vibration of energy. If your intent is aligned and you take every action about making that alignment come into fruition, then you're going to get your results. Right. Yep. Yep. And sometimes, too, I think it's really important making yourself the best channel for Reiki energy is really, really important, but the Reiki energy is going to flow. Definitely. It's always going to flow, but you you can flow with it in a way that is closer. One of the biggest things with that was with me when I went from my vegan journey, um, the energy felt different it kind of responded and accelerates out of me differently. Um, my relationship with food changed, obviously. Right. Um, but what food was became more obvious. It's energy. Right. Um, if you put in stuff that bacteria wouldn't eat, then you're not going to get good energy from it. But if you put in good food and nothing's been harmed for you to eat that food, kind of keeps your system a bit purer. Right. Um, so for me, it's a case of if you can follow the Reiki principles, be it Isui or Sai Reiki, then you can set yourself out to be the best person you can be, even if it's just for that day, but I say for that moment. Mm-hmm. And if you're being the best intent to be the best person you can be, then you put that mindset into your healing and you set yourself to be the best healer you can be for that person because they deserve it, then they feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the way that I do things. Uh, but I want to, I want Cyric to grow and expand, and I want people to go on this journey with me and teach people techniques, and they teach me techniques and all learn together. So how does one join your community? Because this sounds more like a community that these books are an introduction to the community, but it just really sounds more like it's it's becoming, you know, something bigger. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I started planting a few seeds a year back 
what a few years back about little communities of people. Um, I have a, a group on Facebook called Reiki Brothers and Sisters All Over Light. And I have my website, which is sireiki.org, with a blog on there. And, and I was trying to get people all together in one place and trying to spread the message along. And some people see my posts on Facebook. Some people see some on the website. Um, but I want to bring everyone together. Uh, eventually, I'd like to uh, do some international training as well, but a distance. But at first, I want to stick to in-person teaching. Um, I think that's something I'll offer in the future, just trying to like break down some of the barriers. But I don't, not all of it is suitable to be taught at a distance. Um, but some of it is, some of it can be. Right, right. So that's S I R E I K I dot org. That's org. Sireiki dot org. Okay, okay. And our time is up, so. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I really, I really love this, that you're bringing it, you're connecting people, you're connecting the journey that we're all going on with Reiki and helping to improve and share and grow this, this beautiful intention for the world and for people. Well, that's, that's my vision for it. (laughs) It's a fabulous vision, so... I've loved having you on the show. I've loved talking to you. And um, yeah, I know I'll see you online in the future. Because, and can't wait until you start your classes. You'll have to come on again and talk to us about them when they come out. Definitely, definitely. I would love to. Okay, good. And you can find both of your books on Amazon. That's correct, right? Amazon, yes. Okay, good. So again, thank you, Simon Clark, for sharing your journey and your thoughts about Reiki and the process with us today. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed myself. You have a lovely day. Okay, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.